Hey Church, this is Pastor Brian over from HFF DFW. Uh, love going on this journey with you. It has been great. Here we are, day 11, chapter 11. So we see that Peter is questioned, immediately questioned about these non-Jewish or these Gentile believers. And he's being questioned and saying, why are they allowed you know, who, who says they could come in? You've got these guys pushing circumcision, which is a problem we see throughout all the epistles, this push of circumcision. And, you know, well, you've got to have that to be saved. And it's so easy to look back here and condemn and say, oh, man, that's silly. Why would they get caught up on that? But we're no different now. We have so many denominations because we have different ones who say, well, you got to do this or you're not really living for God. Or you've got to look this way or you're not really living for God. But at the end of the day, it's what we're seeing here. Anyone who will confess with their mouth and believe in their heart, as Romans says, shall be saved. And as they seek the Father, they're born again, they're filled with the Holy Spirit. Doesn't matter if they're Jew, doesn't matter if they're Greek. And I love Peter's explanation. He goes in detail. The first chapter is basically a retelling of a lot of 10. He's just retelling what just happened in the previous chapter. But then he starts in verse 15 and says, When I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came to these people. And this was the same thing that happened to us. And he asked this question at the end of 17. So who was I to interfere with God? If the very same Spirit in the very same way it came to us, came on these people, who am I to say, that's not right, God. You can't do that, God. But yet, sometimes if we're not careful, we find ourselves in that seat, don't we? Where we're saying, well, that's not right, God. God, why would you do that? I want to adopt this attitude. I want to adopt this attitude right here. Who am I to interfere with God? If God is doing something, the old experiencing God curriculum, Henry Blackaby says, find where God is working and run there. That's where I want to be. I want to be where God is working. I do not want to be interfering with him. And I love the heart of the people because though they were arguing, it says in verse 18 that when they heard this, they gave no more objections, but they praise God instead. May we, when we get proved wrong, or when we see something from a new perspective for the first time, instead of whining about it not being how we wanted it, man, how awesome it would be to stop and be humble enough to say, thank you, God, for showing me this new perspective. Thank you, God, for showing me this thing I never thought of before. Thank you, God, for showing me something in a way that I can now take from here and be better for. And then we go to Antioch, and we see the church in Antioch, and we see what's going on there. And then we have this little verse in 26. And the disciples were called Christians for the first time in the city of Antioch. Now I know there's people in our flavor of this walk who have decided to, ah, I'm messianic or I'm pronomium or I'm this, that, and the other. And at the expense of Christian. Now some people are great to be both and Christian, and that's fine. I want to be Christian. This this was your little Christ. You look like a little Jesus. May I never take that as an insult, but always take that as a compliment. I want to be, I want to be confused as a little Christ. I want to look like him. May we be faithful 
to look like him to the point where we're called Christians. And I don't care if they say it's spiteful. If you tell me I look like my Messiah, I'm going to take it like a wimp. God bless church. Let's keep going on this ride.